You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Hope here, talking to Ian Magruder, who does all sorts of amazing stuff with NLC up in the Bay. But we're going to be mostly talking about his really interesting and cool job that relates to two topics we talk about a lot in the progressive sphere, teachers and housing. So let's get to it. All right, Ian, I just want to jump right in. So if I am a teacher and I'm looking to buy a home, you would be the person to talk to. Why would you be the person to talk to? That's right. Um, yeah, thanks Thanks for having me, Eric, and, and thanks for doing this. I think this is a really fun podcast, and I appreciate the interesting and cool job uh, description. I might have to put that on my business card. Um, we, we are helping teachers buy homes through down payment assistance. And one of the biggest, maybe the biggest barrier now to home ownership is, um, inexpensive communities has become down payments um, because, you know, you have a hard time saving fast enough to get into a home um, when rents are so high. And so that's been our focus is we're, we're a mission driven for-profit company um, that is helping teachers and soon others uh, buy homes. So the company is called Landed and you guys have done a lot of work already in the Bay and you're exploring a little bit down here in Los Angeles. Uh, so what kind of situations or scenarios have you seen so far where teachers have utilized Landed to get into homes? Yeah. So we have, as of today, I believe, uh, helped 45 uh, teachers and school staff members get offers accepted on homes. Um and, and we're doing close to five a week now, which is exciting and, and, and growing. So um, mostly here in the Bay Area, but we're expanding. We just uh, expanded to L.A. and got our first couple of home buyers. We're, we're growing in Denver. Um, so, so we're scaling this out. Our vision is really to take this to really all expensive areas where there are people, not only teachers, but nurses, firefighters, police, all of what we call essential workers uh, who have to be able to live in these communities, but have a hard time making it work because housing is just so expensive. Um, and those are the places where, where we think our program can be really helpful. Yeah. So I think most people so far are like really excited. Hey, this seems like a wonderful idea. Let's walk through some of the specifics. So if I'm a teacher and I want to work with landed, the rule of thumb is you're shooting for a 20% down payment on a home. So how much percentage does the teacher contribute? What does landed contribute? And then what happens when the person wants to sell the home or do they have to pay the money back? Absolutely. So in a typical scenario, uh, we, the landed fund, will put down half of the down payment on a home in exchange for 25% of the appreciation or depreciation in the value of the home. So this is really a shared investment. We're sharing the gain or potential loss. Um, it's one of the reasons we think this is a really fair investment. And so in some ways you can think of this as really making home ownership less risky, um, for the home buyer. Uh, a lot of times they don't necessarily, they're not looking at buying a home as a speculative real estate investment. They're looking at it as a place, a way to, to build permanence in their community and, and build equity in their financial stability. Um, and from an investment perspective, our, our investors, um, you know, see this as, as a really great financial, speculative financial investment over the long term. And so that's why we think it can be sort of a win-win. And in that, in that traditional scenario there, let's say you're buying a $750,000 house. So getting to a 20% down payment 
you know, a lot of families don't have $150,000 lying around, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you happen to be, you know, have, have some family help um, and, and you're fortunate to have those resources, um, that can be the biggest challenge. And so in that scenario, we would put down half of the down payment or $75,000. The home buyer would contribute $75,000 and that would help get them up to that 20% down payment uh, that they need. And so what are some of the critiques that folks have shared with you during this process as you were forming this idea, rolling it out, and you've talked to so many teachers, been in so many different rooms now at this point, I'm sure you've heard some skepticism or critiques as well. What things pop up the most and what do you have to try to dispel? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. At at its core, I think people don't understand this shared equity model. And that's completely understandable because it's, it's new, right. And it's different. And, um, and in some ways it's actually not that new. There are others. Stanford university has a very similar program. They offer their faculty that they've been running, um, for many, many years and, and other institutions and families will often do this in some ways for their children. Right. Um, a parent might loan some money, not as a, as a, as a formal loan, but as a shared equity investment, um, but just kind of wrapping their head around what, what this is, is sort of the first piece. And then there, there are critiques around, you know, who are you serving? Um, we're very upfront about the fact that we're not a silver bullet solution. We're not going to solve the housing crisis for everyone. Home buyers still have to provide 10% um, themselves, so half of the down payment. And for a lot of families, that's a barrier in and of itself. So there are some people who, who are still pretty far from, even getting to that. Um, and that's why we see ourselves as really one piece of the puzzle in the broader sort of set of housing solutions. And then you I've talked a little bit about this. And as you've done the roadshow and explained this to folks, I think you've seen uh, a need as well for early kind of wealth planning, especially for teachers when they're maybe in years two or three or four, they're still under 25, or maybe even folks in their late 20s who might hear the pitch from Landon and be like, oh, I'm, I'm actually not at all close to even 10% or I haven't even thought about doing the things that would put me in a position to take advantage of Landon. What kind of ways do you see uh, your company supporting people's having a better understanding of how to manage their, their finances for the goal of trying to own a home? Yeah, this has been, I think, a real learning point for us. And, and it's been eye-opening for me and I think our whole team to just see the immense challenge of, of financial planning and education and management that that's needed. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have the experience unless, unless they, you know, happen to have family members or friends who are financial advisors or have, have owned and, and managed and sold real estate. Um, it can be a really daunting process, not only to, to buy a piece of property. Um, and this is something I'm going through myself. Uh, I actually just got, offer accepted on a home this oh, week. Nice. Congrats. Um, so yeah, the apartment that I've been, that I'm renting here in San Francisco, um, my fiance and I put in an offer and, and just got accepted. So we're going through this whole process of figuring out how to navigate the inspections and escrow. And there's just a lot to it. Um, and then I think to your point, just saving up and getting into that place where you're financially ready, um, is, is a big challenge. So we see ourselves as playing a role in that. And, and, and one of the ways we do that is we actually go to schools and we meet one-on-one with families and talk about their, their circumstances and kind of take a pulse of whether or not our program could be a good fit or whether, you know, maybe there are other programs out there 
Um, if someone's particularly low income um, and maybe not even close to purchasing a home, there might be other, you know, government programs that are out there, subsidized housing, um, below market rate units that um, that might be a better option for them. So we're happy to to kind of suggest other other programs and options for families, um, even when they might not qualify for for us. And then a couple other quick questions, and we'll, we'll close this topic. And I'd love to ask you then some general stuff about San Francisco, but uh, some quick hitting questions: who who is in these funds, and what kind of money is coming in? Is it foundations? Is it private investors? What kind of things have you seen so far? Yeah, it's been a really interesting cross section. So most of our funding right now um, has come from large foundations, including the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which is all of um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Priscilla Chan's um, philanthropic giving, um, and a number of other larger foundations and increasingly um, community foundations that are stepping forward and putting forward capital, which is really exciting. Um, and then we've had some some institutions that are self-financing. So some of the independent schools and um, in the future, we're really open to working with private employers um, who could self-finance this for their own employees. So setting a aside a piece of their endowment um, or, or their reserves to help uh, invest in the homes of their employees is another way of doing it. Um, so really they're kind of diverse, diverse sources of capital here um, and eventually we want to scale this to the point where we can start taking money from pension funds and larger institutional investors and really scale this out nationwide. We're not quite there yet, but that's part of the, the broader vision. And then have any schools done creative or unique approaches to how or who they roll this opportunity out to? I think you and I have talked about this at some point, but I think one of the things that interests me is could you as a district or a charter network organization have teachers access landed, but then there's some filters on it in the sense of you could be a part of a landed fund if you buy within, say, four miles or five miles of the school, trying to incentivize teachers living close to, yeah. to where you students know, are and families are. What, what kind of things have kind of popped up on that front? Right. Yeah, we, we, we try not to be too prescriptive with the main, we call the U.S. Public Educator Housing Fund, which is sort of a primary um, product or, or offering for um, for public educators in part because um, you know this is this is across different geographies and we have these larger investors and so um, having each school district try to set up their own terms and get the investors to agree to it etc would would be um, quite cumbersome but for self-financing organizations so if an independent school wants to do this or let's say a university wanted to set up a program, um, and they're providing their own capital, then we can customize the terms and say, look, let's only make this open to specific subset of employees that uh, we think really have a high need or we're trying to retain or um, setting, uh, you know, certain tier points, certain terms around geography, et cetera. Um, but one of the, the benefits I think that, that we see in what we're doing is that it's not overly prescriptive. You know, there's so many housing programs out there where, unless you fall into a very specific income band, you don't qualify or there are restrictions around the sale or restrictions around, you know, what you can do with it, who qualifies, et cetera. And, and because we have fewer of those restrictions, um, I think to most, most home buyers, it feels more like they have choice. They can do what they want and, 
and makes the most sense for their family. Nice. When we come back, we'll talk more about San Francisco in general and how we got into this position where we need a thing like Landed. Thanks for listening to The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, so in your in ground zero and now you're really in ground zero because you're buying a home in one of the most expensive places in the country uh, because you're in a position like you are at landed and now you're you have to be well versed on housing and affordability and all these kind of things like w- what ways can san francisco or even california and basically the whole country i guess in many places how do you get out of this afford affordability yeah. crisis so you we're? know it's interesting we've um we have a real challenge, right? I think this is this has been decades in the making, and and both the city of San Francisco and 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 communities, um, especially on the coast of of our great Golden State, uh, have not built enough, and that's really I think at its core the challenge here. Um, and this is you know one of the big political issues now in, in California, and. Um, you know, at Landed, we think that we need to we need to grow, we need to build, we need more housing solutions in general. My personal view on this is that um, the way that we fund um, cities and and economic growth um, and incentivize those things is um, is problematic in part because you know if you're sitting as a city administrator and you have the choice between building an office building or building housing. Building an office building is always going to get you more revenue. Um, you know, you, you reap the benefits from uh, a, a wealthier tax base um, and you don't have to pay for the infrastructure of transportation and increased, you know, infrastructure that having having physical residents around uh, causes. So if you look at a lot of it's not just San Francisco, but cities and, and, and towns all over the peninsula, Palo Alto, San Jose, you know, Mountain View, Los Altos, you name it, all these places, um, they're just not building enough. And, and I think that there's a real growing recognition in our generation that um, something needs to be done about this. And I, I actually do think that this is a becoming more and more a generational issue between um, our parents' generation that, that were able to buy homes much more easily um, or, or rent and figure out their housing situation and, uh, and a new generation of people who are having a really, really hard time making it work and, um, and, and, and want change. So then what is the most progressive way to build more? What do you feel like would be the policies you want to see or the plans you'd want to see? You know, I think one, I think there are a number of really interesting approaches. I think that Scott Weiner is doing some really smart things in, in the state legislature. He's been one of the biggest housing champions and he has a bill right now um, that would allow for greater density around, uh, around public transit and very controversial here in San Francisco because we have such, yeah. And I'm sure in LA too, um, we have, we have, we have so many, you know, uh, public transit stops all around the city that it's basically, it would increase the density for most of San Francisco, um, which I think is probably generally a good thing. Um, um, so, you know, and there's a lot of debates around, around sort of the nuances of that, but, but overall, I think, um, we as progressives have to embrace this idea of density, right? Living near where you work, near where you go to school, um, near where you shop, uh, all of these things is, is a good thing, right? It's good for the environment. Uh, it means we're spending less time driving around in cars. Um, it's good for our communities. It means that we, um, we're spending more time with each other, 
um, and, and we can walk to places and have more community spaces. And we're not, um, this fragmented society where you're, you know, living in far away in a suburb and commuting for hours to get to work. Um, and, 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 you know, sort of all stuck in our, our little metal boxes. So, um, I, I think that, I think that embracing the idea of density as, as fundamentally progressive is a, a really key piece of this. And then last thing, what's the latest on the NLC chapters up north? How are things with SF and Oakland, Silicon Valley? What kind of uh, things have you seen with the fellows this year? Yeah, um, I think things are going really well. Um, I, I I was the you know chapter director in San Francisco for a couple of years. I'm really happy with with how things are going here. Um, our institute co chairs, Dean and Jamal, are just doing a, a fantastic job innovating on um, on the curriculum, building more collaboration and, and breakouts into it, really being thoughtful about the content of the curriculum. Um, I know Sacramento is doing some really exciting things. They're, they're looking at whether or not um, NLC could potentially host a, a gubernatorial debate this year, which would be exciting, or um, whether or not um, you know, we, can, we can do a, a, a day in the Capitol, which would be a first for us to... Um, to invite others. So there are a number of things we're sort of working on. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I think that the state of things is really strong. One thing I would love to do is help. Um, and I've had some conversations with people about this, see if there's any way we can get a central Valley chapter going. I mean, that's, I think an area that could really use our, um, you know, our leadership development, uh, program and the network, um, because there's not a lot out there and that's a, a really a swing part of California that's pivotal politically. A lot of people live there. There are big challenges um, and it's often overlooked. Um, so, so that's something that uh, if I can help at all, um, would love to, to, to help get off the ground. Nice. Well, listen, thanks for being on. Thanks for all you're doing for NLC and for trying to get teachers and other qualified public sector folks some homes. And thanks for everyone out there who's listened to this episode of The Zag. We'll have some more episodes coming up before the week is over and a bunch next week and the weeks after that. So stay tuned. You can find them all on iTunes, Google Play, and hopefully soon on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll check you soon.